0: Today is July first, two thousand nineteen. Welcome to Native Calgarian. My name is Michelle Robinson. Oki, Meko cheese chestukom aki. I'm going to say my name is Red Thunder Woman in Blackfoot, and I always honor the Blackfoot because this is their territory. I acknowledge the Blackfoot Confederacy that goes into the states in the Blackfoot Nation, and then north of the border of the imposed U.S. Canadian border is the Gunai Siksika and Bagani. In 1877, Treaty 7 was signed, and that brought on the Sutina, as well as the Stony nakota Wesley-Chuniki, Bearspaw Nations. I acknowledge all status, non-status, First Nation, Métis, Inuit, across Turtle Island as the keepers of this land. My mother is Satu Dene. I was born here in Calgary, but my lineage roots me back to the Hare People in the Great Bear Lake area, where that is Treaty 11 area. So... As an Indian residential school survivor through my family, every single day, I try to talk about reconciliation and do internal healing. And this is my story down the red road. This is an emergency podcast. And the reason why we, I had this um, emergency podcast was I came across um, a post that w- really hit me hard. Now, for those who were following... When the Olympic bid came, I talked a lot about the sports calls to action for the Truth and Reconciliation Commission and tried to talk about the need to have that as part of the communication and conversation of the Olympic bid. Now, of course, that never ended up in fruition, but it really left an impact on me on the gravity of the state of sports for our nations. And with that, I want to welcome Truman to the show. Hi, Truman.
1: Hello, thanks for having me.
0: I'm really honoured to. i I seen the post that you had, and uh, I was wondering if you wanted to uh, have me read the post, or would you like to just talk about it in general?
1: Um, Yeah, I think maybe read the post first, and then I could uh, tell you all the events that transpired.
0: Perfect. So, yesterday at 3.28, Truman had posted, My name is Truman, and I'm currently the coach for the U11 and U13 teams for the Gunai. Basketball Association, or the KBA. Next weekend, July 5th to 7th, KBA is supposed to bring multiple female and male teams to the Stampede Showdown, an international youth basketball tournament hosted by the Calgary Storm Basketball Club. Yesterday at 9pm, I received a call from Tony Tan, the owner of the Calgary Storm Basketball Club, stating that all KBA teams have been removed from the Stampede Showdown. Tony was very upset to say that the Calgary Basketball Officials Association or the CBOA has stated that they will not ref any gun eye teams. CBOA is the main basketball refereeing association in Calgary and takes care of refereeing all basketball teams in Calgary from junior high to university and almost all club ball tournaments. Without CBOA, it is almost impossible to run a basketball tournament in Calgary. Tony has informed me that the CBOA has a dispute with one Blood Tribe member, and there has put a ban on refereeing all Blood Tribe teams. It has also, I have also been informed that CBOA has sent out a letter to all Calgary basketball organizations stating that all Gunite or Blood Tribe teams are banned from Calgary, and they will not ref any Gunite games. The one person that CBOA has a dispute with has no involvement with KBA. The following actions taken by CBOA is one of the most disgusting and racist things I have ever heard of and had to deal with. I have not spoken to CBOA and I am going off of what CBOA has told different Calgary-based basketball clubs. Next practice I have to go up to kids from 8 to 15 years of age and tell them, that they cannot play in the Calgary Basketball Tournament because they are native and from Gunai. How can an organization as large as the CBOA ban an entire native community due to a dispute with one individual? All the kids with uh, KBA are going to be devastated when they get the news that they can no longer attend this basketball tournament. These kids practice so hard and live and breathe basketball. Also, with no major funding... These kids work so hard to fundraise to make it to tournaments. These this racist and disgusting decision from CBOA will not stop KVA. We will move forward and continue to make a positive change on these kids, on these young individuals and our community. And I made a wow expression cuz I sure didn't know what to say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: devastated, yes, very, too. It uh, very shocking to me as well.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I can't even imagine how hurtful and painful this must have been for you specifically.
1: Yeah. I have uh, two boys that actually play in the, that are with KBA, and I had to tell them, and also my nephew. And they were just heartbroken because it's the same time as Stampede. Yeah. And they thought, okay, well, we're going to go up. We're going to play basketball, which is their life. Mm-hmm. And we also get to go to Stampede and go on the rides. Right. And me telling them that we're no longer going to that tournament they were just devastated.
0: Ah oh, what a what a monster. I can't even believe like all of the people that this had to come from. Um, yeah so what what has the result been at this point in time that looks like there's uh, 282 shares and lots of comments. Yep. So do you uh-huh. want to kind of talk a little bit about since making this post what has happened?
1: Okay, well, uh, this past year, uh, Samantha First Charger and Ian Scott, based on KBA, Kainai Basketball Association. So what they wanted to do is, uh, there's a lot of club teams in uh, every town and city. There's club basketball, but a lot of the native communities, they don't have the club basketball. So this is uh, one of the first native club basketball teams that I've ever heard of. And they asked me to coach, and I said, yes, I would. So I'm coaching the U11, and U13 boys. And we've gone to a few tournaments, and we've loved it. We've gone to Edmonton, Westbrook, we've gone to multiple tournaments. And a month ago, we entered the Stampede Showdown, which is hosted by Tony Tan and Storm Basketball Club. And everything was good to go. We, uh, Like I said, we have no major funding. So actually, the kids do a lot of the fundraising. So we do uh, different fundraising events, and the kids are there, and they raise the money themselves. So this way they can pay for entry fee, rooms, meals, and different things like that. Mm -hmm. And on Friday evening, Tony Tan, uh, the owner of Storm Basketball, called me and he said that he had to remove us. He had to remove all the KBA teams from the Stampede Showdown. And when I asked him why, he said that uh, the Calgary Basketball Officials Association, or CBOA, uh, they kicked us out and they are refusing to ref any of our games and they pretty much have a monopoly on all the refing in Calgary so without CBOA it's hard to run any basketball events at all so he told us that he had to remove us that CBOA would not ref any of our games that he couldn't find any refs so then I asked him why and he said uh, that CBOA has a dispute with one individual from uh, the blood tribe or Kainai and then I told him I found out who the individual was and I told him he has nothing to do with KBA, he's not a coach, he's not an organizer, why would they kick out our whole reserve, our KBA, why would he kick us out if uh, he has nothing to do with us? And Tony Tan explained that to CBOA, saying that the individual they have a dispute with is has nothing to do with us, and they said, no, we don't care. This is, we any team from Kainai is not allowed to play basketball in Calgary. And Tony Tan told me that they went as far as to tell all the basketball organizations in Calgary that not to invite us, not to invite us to tournaments and not to include us in any basketball organization that they will not ref us. So CBOA is uh, pretty much putting a ban on the whole Blood Tribe or Kainai Nation. And so, yeah, it's been very, that was Friday when he told us, and since then, We reached out to CBOA, we emailed the president, we emailed the vice president. We tried to get an explanation. We have gotten nothing back still to this day. Also, the individual that uh, they have a dispute with, he emailed them as well. He emailed the president and vice president and told them, like, if your dispute is with me, that is fine, but uh, don't take it out on a whole Native community. Uh, That is, It's just not right. Like, it's just outright racist to pretty much say tell the whole native community you cannot go. And like I said, these uh, when we told the kids they're not going, like the kids were devastated. Like I had parents calling me up saying my ten-year-old son just bought brand new shoes and he we went to this fundraiser and we made money and we're already set to go and he can't go and he was crying his eyes out. And I don't know, it was just it's very upsetting. Like it was just it's horrible that all these kids are just so sad and so devastated that they cannot attend this event
0: honestly it's uh it's like i i have a really hard time with this specifically because you know my um my family is the palace family and um my auntie married leo sasakamos so by default fred sasakamos is now my uncle and when i Learned about you know Indian residential school, the real truth, and I learned about his sports career. That whole uh, Richard Wagamese's book, Indian Horse, in the movie is actually like incredibly personal, and it just it really upsets me to see. I mean, that was back in the '60s, and now here it is, 2019, and our kids are Mm -hmm. still facing this type of racism just to play a sport. And I. Yeah. So it's really hitting me in a hard way. So I can't even imagine how difficult this is on the children for them to even comprehend that racism is stopping them from being able to play the sport that they absolutely live and breathe. And especially at a time where the Toronto Raptors just won and it's become today is Canada Day. So everybody's like wrapping themselves in patriotism and even including the Toronto Raptors. So today, should be one of the biggest days of celebration for all of the kids on the blood tribe that are excited to come to this tournament. Yeah. I just want to give that perspective to folks who may not understand the gravity that even here way out in treaty seven, we still, you know, feel the effects of the Toronto Raptors winning this, uh, you know, we, the North, um, conversation. So, um, I wanted to ask you some questions and, um, I wanted to ask, I've seen that this is related to the Stampede, and I just don't see how the Stampede could possibly like allow this to happen Like literally yeah. hours before the Stampede yeah. gets going here, hey? Have you been con- yeah. in contact with them at all?
1: Uh, no, not the Stampede directly. Like I said, it's a, it's a Calgary Storm basketball club. They're a pretty big basketball club in uh, Calgary, sure. and their tournament is called the Stampede Showdown. And uh, they promote it as like an international uh, youth basketball tournament. So there's teams from all over Canada that comes to it. Oh. so we were very uh, so we uh, we applied, we got in, and we were very happy to get in because like this is a big tournament and a big deal because it's at the same time as the Stampede.
0: Yeah, of so course. we were all
1: pumped and happy to go.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, no kidding. Well, and I, I would imagine just by the term tournament being called Stampede, that somewhere along the mm-hmm. lines, Stampede are going to get involved because this is a really uh, black eye for everybody for this to be happening. And um, one of the things that really upset me was what uh, we were, I basically took your post and put it on Twitter. And when I did that, I, uh, I know on native Twitter who immediately to activate to retweet so that it gets some exposure and right Mm -hmm. away they blocked Tyrell tail feathers because he's obviously been advocating. So the Calgary Mm -hmm. refs on Twitter came out and said, we've reached out to Truman to begin communication, as as he noted in his post. He has not attempted Mm -hmm. to speak with us. But you've already said that's actually not the case, that you've already sent out these
1: letters. That is an outright lie. Like, I don't like that they said they tried to contact me because I'm very easily, like, they could contact me through email phone like they told tony tan that i can't play in this tournament and if they tried to contact me they could get my email or phone number off tony so they could there's it's easily i'm an easy person to get a hold of and to contact and they said they've tried to contact me i have gotten no phone call no message on any social media email nothing they have not tried to contact me at all well, so it's just an outright lie.
0: A hundred percent. And you um, posted that and somebody took a screenshot of that to show them yeah. that this yeah, actually... Yeah, that's all I found out. Yeah, that's not the case at all. And yeah. it's interesting who liked and thanked the Calgary refs Twitter account, but they never acknowledged that actually this isn't the case. This isn't the truth. This has not happened. Yeah. and. Yeah. So I was really disappointed to see that they wouldn't acknowledge that actually this hasn't happened yet because it hasn't and even there was an Alberta uh, basketball association like the tweet but again there's no follow up again there's no follow up yeah. and it and the fact that they would even block Tyrell ta- Tailfeathers one of our I mean he's from your your reserve he's um yeah. you know a huge following on Twitter the fact that they even blocked him is its own insult as well. Um, yeah. so I, anyway, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be taking space. I'd love to hear what you have to say.
1: No, like uh, like, uh, like I said, like we've tried to contact them. We've emailed the president, the vice president, and also the person they have a dispute with. Uh, he's emailed them as well, and we've gotten nothing back. So I just think, I don't know, it's kind of it's almost cowardly to kick us out and not talk to us directly yes like they're pretty much doing it through tony 10 and tony was like he's like i talked to tony for i've talked to tony like every single day since this happened and he is just sick to his stomach about this and he's like because tony is a big advocate for youth basketball oh yeah Tony lives and breathes basketball and he wants youth to get involved in basketball and he lives and breathes basketball that for him to have to kick out uh youth team, like our U11 team, who has eight-year-olds in it, for them to get, be kicked out, uh, he's just like, yeah, he did not like that at all.
0: No. No, and in fact, and we have stuff. some coaches that I know will just be flipping the table when they find out. So we're going to send them mm-hmm. this podcast as well because, unfortunately, yeah. I hate to say it, this is going to be another – like you know made in in canada movie uh, here we are we supposedly invented basketball how many years ago and this canadian heritage minute is in 2019 um indigenous youth are still facing this type of discrimination and racism in sports and especially yeah. after we were supposed to be talking about um i actually pulled up the you know uh sports and reconciliation calls to action and i was looking at um 87 to 91, but also business and reconciliation, because I think, you know, for Calgary Stampede, Calgary Stampede runs Calgary. And if, you know, we don't want a black eye for the Stampede, you thought I would have thought they would have intervened by now and said, no, this is unacceptable for you to be using our name, the Stampede, if you're going to be discriminating, because the Stampede actually was the one who worked at getting, um, when we were still forced under the past system, to even have nations come and participate as part of the stampede. And I just, uh, this is just so frustrating for me, and I can't imagine how overwhelming it is for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's I don't know, it just breaks my heart, because these kids just live and breathe basketball, and we, like most Native communities, there's uh, not a lot of positive things. There's a lot of negative stereotypes with Native communities, and Basketball is an es- escape for these kids because we practice twice a week, two hours a day. But some of these kids are there an hour before practice and they're there an hour after practice. So we have kids that are there for five hours mm-hmm. a day just to play basketball. Yep. So they're always there. So, yeah, they love basketball and they love going to these tournaments. And for them not to be able to go, it was very, very disheartening. It was, uh, it was very upsetting.
0: I want these kids to go to the basketball tournament, and I want to go cheer for well, them now. <laughs> so, yeah, actually,
1: um, I do have some good news yeah? from Tony Tan. I spoke to him this afternoon. So about three hours ago or so, I talked to Tony, and he has put us back into the tournament. Oh. And so, so now we can go to the tournament, but Tony Tan had to get private refs from Lethbridge that have nothing to do with CBOA, so I guess they found out what happened. So Tony Tan is paying for private refs to come up and ref just our games, all the KBA games. So CBOA is still not going to ref our games. Tony Tan is getting private refs, and he's paying it for them out of his own pocket, so we can attend. So I just found out uh, about three hours ago we are back in the tournament, but CBOA has still not commented and CBOA will still not ref our games. It's, so Tony, made it happen for us today.
0: Well, to Tony, who I'm looking at you, thinking you're a rock star right now, and I'm grateful that the kids are going to be able to play. Have you told yeah. the kids yet?
1: Yes, yeah, so we told the kids well uh, Yeah, like like I said, this happened this afternoon. Uh, they are just so happy that they're going now.
0: Oh, thank God! So I, uh, yeah, But yeah, If it
1: wasn't for Tony Tan, like we would not be going. And Tony Tan is, like he said, like I said, Tony Tan is getting reps out of Lethbridge, like. Calgary is so big, there's so many refs. Well, why would you have to go out of another city and so he probably has to pay for their rooms and pay for their refing fees and travel and accommodations. but he, Tony's doing it all out of his own pocket. Wow. like I said, Tony was just heartbroken to that he had to uh, remove us from
0: this tournament. Well, then I, I will say yeah, this right are. now that um, any donations that are made to Native Calgarian from here until the end of the month will go straight to Tony. And um, I'll encourage people to do that. But I'm hoping that maybe you or Tony can set up something, a GoFundMe so it can go there directly. Um, But I I can be really transparent with my my funding. It's super easy the way they have, Mm -hmm. you know, have that. But I unfortunately don't think I have a following that can give you hundreds of dollars. But hopefully we can still raise that awareness and hopefully raise the money because yeah. like the Calgary stampede, I'm not kidding how people will spend, you know, a thousand dollars a night on, on alcohol. So if we can mm-hmm. spend that thousand dollars on refs and yeah. boarding for them, and, yeah. um, and I would imagine that even Sutina and the, um, gray Eagle casino would probably want to somehow get in on that because they're, they've always been so good. Um, yeah. you know, I, I, I want to make um those types of solutions possible as well in any way I can by even just having this podcast. But as for mm-hmm. the CBOA, there has to yeah, be this like, paper trail of exclusion and that mm-hmm. board the board members need to be held accountable and
1: Yeah, like 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 uh, we're, we're not done with CBOA because we no. are going to enter a lot more tournaments and we are going to hold CBOA accountable and we're not putting this to rest like we're going to pursue this and
0: well it's a we've human rights violation.
1: To, yeah, we've already talked to a lot of people and we're not letting CBOA get away with this. Like we are gonna enter more Calgary tournaments and they are gonna rep our games.
0: Oh yeah. So
1: we're gonna hold them accountable for this and we're not letting this go. Like for them to do this to our whole native community and have these kids go through this roller coaster ride, like it's it's we're not okay with it and we're not gonna we're not gonna stop until we get an apology from C B O A and this until until this ban is lifted from all night teams.
0: No, well, I don't know. Um like for me personally I've I've been a part of the anti-hate movement here in Calgary and um I'm part of a of a board that would really be upset about this. So I'll probably be forwarding this podcast to them and explaining the situation, getting some public mm-hmm. outcry. I actually think that this is outright a hate crime. Um on top of yeah. that Uh, the Human Rights Commission would easily, we could lodge a complaint there as well. And if anybody has a paper trail for this exclusion, that would be the evidence that we we need. So feel free to private Mm -hmm. message us that in the hopes that we can, um, you know, add to any, any, build your case, I guess is the best way to put it. And yeah, I just, yeah. it's it's so frustrating to me that anybody, you know, I understand playing politics as adults. I, I don't like that world. I don't like to see, you know, political parties playing um, politics with each other. But, you know, I grew up in Sylvan Lake, and it was a hockey town. And it was very political as well within the sports. And I can see how that has happened here in this situation in basketball. And, my heart goes out to the yeah. kids for even temporarily breaking their heart. That's not okay.
1: Yeah, like oh yeah, like uh, the the parents, the stories are telling me it was just heartbreaking. Oh. I'm
0: just well, at least now they get to play. And what I'd like to know, and I'll be following you, is to find out when and where they're playing, so that hopefully we can encourage other folks to go and to cheer for the kids and um, and watch this thing happen. Because we're, I'm just happy to hear that they can at least play. And go from mm-hmm. there. But I definitely will be following what's happening with these Calgary refs, and following you, and and following your lead about what you're doing and how you're doing it, because I, yeah, this is blatant yeah. racism, as you said.
1: Yeah. Well, it's been four days, and we still like this happened Friday. I think it was Friday evening when we got the calls, and it's Monday now, and we still haven't gotten nothing from CBOA. and they like they they have refs that ref every single day. So they're constantly in contact with their refs. They're constantly in contact with everyone. So they know about the situation. They heard about the situation. And they still just pretty much ignored it. They Mm -hmm. still haven't given us an explanation, no apology, nothing. They just said all Kainai teams are not allowed to ref. We will not ref any Kainai teams in Calgary. And to go as far as to tell other basketball organizations not to invite us, that's that's just that's racism like you oh,
0: cannot yeah. fight these native kids like that's that's
1: not okay Nope, no not like, okay we're not okay with this and we're not gonna stop until this is resolved
0: a hundred percent um one of the things that you said that um it was in your post and you just said it recently was that you know these kids because they don't get any funding they actually work mm-hmm. to fundraise to make it to tournaments and i just want to yeah. give a shout out to all your kids for being amazing individuals and you, you know, you have all these, you have enough barriers. <laughs> I see this way the Stupid yeah. Indian Act is and the way, um you know, the systemic underfunding happens. And I'm just so proud of these kids and to see them doing this work. I just I'm I'm really they've more than earned it. They've they have to work 10 times harder than non-Indigenous yeah. kids. And I'm I'm so proud of them.
1: Yeah, like, like I said, yeah, KBA we have no major funding, and KBA was actually started by uh, Samantha First Charger and Ian Scott. So if it wasn't for them, none of this would be possible. Wow. So they, they, those two, they started KBA, and as far as the our finances go, like I said, it's all fundraising from parents and the kids. So KBA would not be, this would not be happening if it wasn't for the kids, parents, and those two individuals, and all the coaches as well.
0: Wow. Well, Truman, thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, we'll send it, we'll put it out right away as an emergency podcast. As a Happy Candidate mm-hmm. Day, we are the North. Discrimination in two thousand nineteen. This is what's yeah. happening, and uh, and I'm, I'll stay in contact with you, and hopefully, we'll give updates as things um, unfold. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Truman.
1: Okay. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Yeah. Honored. So I want to say thank you again to Truman for letting us know. And I also wanted to share, again, today is Canada Day, and while folks are having celebration, this is a private message I got from a person who uh, wanted to remain anonymous, and I thought it was important to read this as well. To the man standing in line today for poutine at the Riverfront Canada Day festivities, you were wearing earbuds, so I'll give you the excuse of not being able to hear properly, rather than just pure ignorance. Me, a single Indigenous woman with a disability. I like to think I am a warrior. However, statistically, I am considered to be the most vulnerable person in Canada. I proudly wore my sacred ribbon skirt today, while my son wore his medicine bag which contains tobacco, sage, and sweetgrass. We were there to celebrate our nation's 152nd birthday. I was standing in line at the food truck while the man stood in front of me. I politely smiled and said, I'm standing in line. The silver-haired, unshaven man looked me up and down and snickered while looking directly at my ribbon skirt. He continued to berate me, saying repeatedly, It doesn't look like you'd even be in line. You're not in line. I stared blankly through him, not entertaining the thought of arguing with such nonsense. I turned the other cheek and chose to ignore a patriarchal abuse. I am Canadian. I am Ojibwe. I love Canada. I believe in Canada. I believe that reconciliation is happening. But when overtly racial incidences like this occur daily to our Indigenous population, it is very difficult to believe this dream will come to fruition. This abuse is institutional. This abuse. Is systemic. We are all victims of colonialization of colonialism. Indigenous women are three times more likely to be victimized than other Canadian women. Until the daily life of racism towards our Indigenous population is ended, truth and reconciliation are just words without action. Now I smudge and pray. I wear my sacred ribbon skirt and warrior on. I continue the inherent battle of my ancestors, and fight to survive. Happy Canada Day. McWitch. And I just wanted to say thank you for sending me that private message. I'm honoured that you would. And how fitting for me to say it at the end of this podcast. Happy Canada Day.